0: morning good afternoon good evening welcome to today's episode of musings with jesus my name is shala i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope you're good i hope all this is going well with you in your world um is the 13th of february the second month of the year is off to a wearing start and um it's going to be over before we even know it clearly you can see that i like really short months like this um so yeah and um i know i'm going to be sounding like a broken record but i'm going to keep saying it anyways because i know different people checking into this space every day we have some people who are here <laughs> who have been here for the long haul And god bless you you know um, and i think one of the great things i think about this platform is that i don't even know who is listening you know so I have some people. Some people know me, and they listen, but they never tell me until, you know, like, one day they just pass one comment and they're like, "Oh, what you said the other day." I'm like, "Hmm." So you still listen, you know. And uh, but majority of the people don't know me, and uh, you know. And I think that is really, I think that's important because, you know, it's then it's just about the word. It's not about. I mean, you don't know me. I'm an unknown voice. So clearly, it's not because you know of any personal knowledge, it's just it's the word of God that is speaking to your heart and a sincere love for God and Christ and, and I think I like that because at the end of the day you know it's all about Jesus, it's all about the, the, the word of God, it's, it's about God you know and he's bigger than whoever we are I, I, I like it when you know we, we are when I'm doing things or when we are doing things or when When we're doing the whole Jesus thing and it's focused and centered on Jesus, I don't like it when human beings get in the way. I don't like it when it starts to become about the individuals and less about God, because I, I think that is just funny, because even Jesus, when he was on earth, he kept pointing people back to God. He said, it is God that sent me everything that I'm saying, I've received it of the Father. I said, I'm not speaking my own words, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit their life. That is what I've heard that I'm saying. You know, he kept, even though he had enough reason to boast in himself, he kept saying, you know, he kept referring to the fact that it was God that sent him. So if Jesus, and I understand that because he was the mediator, ultimately he was on a rescue mission, on a mission of reconciliation. So and when you are going on a reconciliation mission, you don't make it all about yourself. You you let you introduce who you are, but you also realize your role as to, you talk about who sent you and the purpose for which you have, got, you have come. So, in every place of the New Testament where it's written about Jesus, it says, you know, for God so loved the word that he gave. It, it, it always sends you back to, to Jehovah, to the God creator God who originated everything you know and, and Jesus was very very strong about that, you know. And um so if Jesus was that way, even though he was he's the light of God and he was there from the beginning of things and he's, he is God, then who am I to now get myself in the middle of the way? So I just like I like the fact that I like the anonymity of this platform because people drop in. Sometimes I wish I could get some interaction but I also like the fact that there is no interaction as well because i think that way god we can allow the space for god to really take control and do what he alone can you know and, and it's all about him and i think that works for me as well so i have been doing a lot of reflections about you know my life over the last two three years and by the way i literally i think my life started three years ago my second this second phase of my life is completely different from my years that i've gone before and I keep mentioning it because it's true. Because that's the way it is for me, and um, I can make a clean break between my life before 2020 and my life after 2020. In fact, the change started from 2019, um, you know. So, so right now I think I'm about three and a half years old <laughs> in terms of my second phase of life. And um, so, that, so a lot of what I'm, I share and I reflect on in these um, episodes is really what I have. Experience by the last three years, a lot of my pre-2019 years come into bear. But mostly in terms of comparing the difference between living for God and living for myself, because I would say in the last 10-15 years, from around from around 2000, from the year 2000 to 2015, and in fact up to 2019, maybe 2018, I was living for myself. Those were the years when was really... Even though I was a Christian, I was not living a Christ-centered life. I was living, living a self-centered life in which Christ was one of many influences in my life. But I didn't realize that I was living, you know, because I was like every other Christian and saying and doing all the, in quotes, right things. But the difference now that I am living more of what I would call a Christ-centered life, is—it's it's very different. it's very apparent to me. The difference is apparent to me. I don't know if it's apparent to people who see me from the outside but it's apparent to me it's apparent to me in terms of how my life is structured what i believe you know the the steps that i take the major decisions that happen in my life you know the 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 way the interpretation and the perspective and the point of view that i have now concerning things so when things happen to me or around me it's not so much my interpretation that matters it's now okay how does god view this you know i am i'm more intentionally wearing the lens of scripture to 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 form my opinion about right or wrong in life which i don't really think i was consciously doing as much as i am now i mean i had a sense of the 10 commandments of god and i had that lens but i think now new testament ethics because new testament ethics is very i don't know it's very different from what you will find everywhere else for instance things like love your neighbor you know um um love your enemies rather bless them that curse you pray for them that despitefully use you and, and persecute you you know and so that you can be like your father in, who is in heaven who causes the you know the rain to pour on the evil and the just i think i'm quoting two scriptures that two different passages but that's new testament but if you see what most of us do we, we don't love our enemies Neither do we. we certainly do not bless them that curse us. And we also don't pray for them that despise for the users us and persecute us. Rather, we, we we in that in that place, what I see is most of the same, we follow the Old Testament practice where we call the judgment of God upon people. But when Jesus, we have a precedent for that in New Testament, and when um, his, his disciples asked whether they should pray the judgment of God upon people that oppose them, Jesus said they shouldn't do that. So what I have decided right now is that I am going to, I'm on a journey whereby I will focus on what the New Testament preaches because to be honest that is what led me to Christ it's the gospel that led me to Jesus and it is Christ that has kept me in this kingdom in this this whole Christ Christian narrative is not, the reason why I'm still a Christian today is not because I was born into a Christian home, which I was but it's because I have encountered the Christ of Christianity, and that Christ, I want him as he is, not as how people have presented him to be to me, or how I would want him to be, or how I thought he was. I want him to be, I want to read the, I want to interact now with the Christ of the scriptures, and as I'm going back into the word of God in my everyday life, God helping me by his spirit, I am discovering that the Christ of the scriptures Is different from the Christ that has been presented to me for the larger part in the 10 15 years. The Christ, I mean, the profile that I'm seeing. And I think it's making more sense to me now, one, because I'm in seminary, but two, also because I'm older now, I am also versed more in communication and language. And because in my secular world, I read about people and I'm able to build a profile of them. That's something that God has helped me to do and to learn. So as I'm reading the scripture now, I am building a profile of Christ, building a profile of God, building a profile of the Holy Spirit based on the Word. That profile is not gelling with what I am seeing and what I have been doing for the past 10-15 years, I would say, before, you know, now. And it's also not gelling with what I hear a lot from a lot of the spaces where I see large gatherings of people gathered, in quotes, in the name of Christ. It's just different. You know, it's it's very different. The focus, the emphasis, the foundation, the core. What I'm seeing is more of self, you know, self-promotion, self-development, self-aspiration in what is commonly, um, how would I say, amplified in many of the gatherings where we inhabit. But what I see in the scriptures from Matthew, the first book of the, the, the New Testament, to Revelation, the last book, is about spiritual blessings. It's about sacrifice. It's about suffering for the sake of the gospel. It's about living a life that is is holy, that is righteous, that is pure. It's about being impactful in your communities. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about living for the benefits of the kingdom and for others. It's for it's about allowing God to replace the love of the world with the love of God. It's about being separate from the things of the world it's about not being deceived by riches Oh, i mean that's what i'm reading in the bible and for each of these things i've mentioned there are like 50 to 100 hundreds of verses repeating the same thing over and over again and when the bible repeats one thing over and over again it's because it's extremely important so he he says it in matthew several times repeats it in mark repeats it in luke repeats it in john You hear it again in Romans, in Acts, in Romans, and Corinthians, in Ephesians, and Philippians, in Colossians, in in Thessalonians, in Philippians. You hear it in Peter, you hear it in John, you hear it in Hebrews. And you hear elements of it again in Revelation. How is it possible then that you read that New Testament and then you come up with this kind of selfish, motivational, self-development, Harvard-enabled Christianity that we're all practicing, where it's all about aspiration, as though everything ends on this earth as though when you get to heaven god is going to ask you how many houses did you build how many cars did you drive how much land did you buy how many children did you raise you know is really is that really going to be the conversation so i i really want to understand you know and i'm sorry i always come back to this because i myself i'm like how did we get here how did i even get here and you know it's it's and i it's not the reason why i keep talking about these things is because It's a big realization for me and it's something that I'm still working through. But I would encourage everybody, please go back to scripture. The Bible is a fascinating book. I've read it a lot in my life and I've started reading it again, fresh. What God has given me is fresh eyes. And if you need fresh eyes, please pray the Lord will give it to you. It's a really fascinating book and it's it's fascinating as it is. And for me, and why I'm really holding on and anchoring on the bible these days is because particular and i'm going to really talk about the new testament because that is the 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 chapters of the bible that clearly talk about jesus the old testament talks a lot about the messiah and about the new covenant that god is going to have but it is not clear as in it's written in language that you really need to be a poetic scholar understand the historical references to know that it's talking about jesus except in places where it's quite specific but in the new testament you don't need to be a Bible scholar or very learned in scripture to interpret and know he's talking about Jesus. The story starts in a very sto- uh, narrative storytelling, like you're reading Janet and John, or you know, Hansel and Gretel, <laughs> or Little Red Riding Hood. It's very readable and it's very clear. It's the story of Jesus, and it tells you, you know, the prophecies about him. He was born, angels celebrated his birth, you know, his father, his mother, his role on earth. You know, John introduces that he wasn't just a a normal man. He was actually with God at the beginning. He's part of God, different from God, but part of God and is God. So all of that, you read the four Gospels, you get the entirety of who Jesus is, where he came from, why he was sent, what he did on earth, how we can, you know, relate to God through him, how we can reach God, you know, the life-changing impact that he had what the power of his name is, who the Spirit of God is, where Jesus is right now, how we fit into the story. And what is you know, why there's still evil in the world and why we should expect Jesus to come back and when God is going to make an end of all things. All that is in those four gospels. You get a sense of it. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Read all four. In fact if all you do in your Christian work is really stay in those four gospels, I think you'd be fine. You know, but if you're someone that likes more material and I'm not saying the others are pretty good as well. You know but if you can't read too much mo- too many things at the same time stay in the gospels there's enough power there and because the Bible what the Bible does is it says the same thing over and over in different ways and you know using different narrative styles and different voices and some people emphasize some of the biblical authors emphasize more on certain things than the others but all of them you can hear that you can tell that like I as a writer as a communicator I can tell that the authorship the bible is one person in other words god walking through several different people because i hear him i hear him in everything that is written in those chapters even though i can hear the singularity of voice even though there are many different people that wrote it but there is a consistency of theme that i see that runs through you which which is god his love his kindness his greatness his mercy his judgment his righteousness his holiness a man and the path that he has made for everyone to come to him, and of, and of course, yeah, his his the, you know the, his re- his reconciliation, the way he's going to make everything turn right eventually. So and of course, his redemptive power, all of that is, 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 is consistent all through the Bible. None of it contradicts the other. Each other. So I I just. I am beginning to really, really appreciate the gift of the word of God because there are so many voices, so many spirits on the earth today. And if one is not careful, one will be derailed. I mean, I am now realizing that God allowed the trauma of the experiences. God, First of all, God knew my heart. God knows that the worst thing that can happen to me is for me to lose him on this earth. I love God and I hate the devil. I always have. hate him because he attacks children and he attacks vulnerable people because he brings he has brought sickness on the earth i have seen people suffer from the most debilitating diseases the pain and the suffering that he has caused for human beings honestly the only thing that gives me consolation is that god is going to make things new and that it doesn't end here and that even people who suffer in their bodies will one day be released from the pain and the limitations and the oppression of that body if healing does not come in this earth one at least they don't have to live eternity in that body honestly that is just my whatever. But I I really don't like the devil. I don't want to use the word hate, but I actually hmm, I don't like him at all. I don't like him or anything that is associated with him. In fact, if I ever find out that anybody the greatest turn off for me is to find out that somebody is affiliated with, with him. You know, as in as in consciously you are in partnership. Oh my goodness, is the greatest turn off. It turn off. In the same way, it is really a turn on for me. I mean, I I don't want to use that word, but anybody that I see that is in partnership with God and you are really, as in you are a Christ, you are a Jesus person, in spirit and in truth, from inside, then I have such love and respect for such people. I am enamored of them. You know what I'm saying? Whether they are children, whether they are men, they are women, young or old, you are my personal person, no matter where it is you come from. Because i i I, mean, I think the god of christianity is a, is a is a humble god and he's he's very i don't know how to use the word. i don't you know he's he's just you know he's very he's gentle and he's he's just i don't know because a god that has so much power but yet doesn't use it against people the freedom that he's given all of us to choose in this life who we're going to serve for me that is that is amazing because I I mean recently I have looked at a lot of people and how they behave with the power that they have it's amazing that the one who has the greatest power of the world is actually the one who is the least who who, who is not you know oppressive about it so um, there's a a lot of reasons why I I like God and um, I actually see that I'm out of time now and I, I had a whole lot of things planned I think for the next um, couple of weeks perhaps months, as the spirit leads i will be sharing a lot of reflecting on a lot of the things that i believe even though i have that this entire podcast is really about my my thoughts my beliefs my prayers sometimes even my 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 fears my concerns and things like that but i also want to share a lot about what i believe and what i'm be- what i believe about the scripture the scriptures that have formed that have been most impactful in terms of forming my worldview of how you know how god wants us to live this life what it means to be a christian what it means to be a follower of christ what it means to be a disciple of christ Because i think is, it's important because what i'm finding is that if you don't really have a, a strong theology about who god is who christ is what he is in your life then you can, he can become anything, you know, I mean I don't know, anybody can come and say anything to you. And you know I, I just feel I don't know if I'm going Holy Spirit help me. It, you know, it can you may be watching what you don't even know. <laughs> you know I don't even understand what I'm mean. You know what I'm saying? I want to be sure that I'm really, really serving Jesus because I mean first of all Jesus is not physically here. Yeah. He's not um i have not met him physically. He's not resident here. He's not in Israel or in any part of the world. He's sitting on the right hand of the throne of the Father. The only way I can stay true to Christ is by the only thing that he left for us that is visible, that is tangible. That is the word of God. As in the Bible. Every other thing we cannot be sure of. You know what I'm saying? And what I like about the word is that it is tested not just by those that came before me but i myself i have tested that word of god i have seen the power of that word so i know the the, the word i can rely on every other thing i'm sorry i can't rely on it i can't rely on people i can't whether they even myself i can't rely on myself really if i can't rely on myself is there someone else i will rely on but i can't i can't rely on my emotions i can't rely on my own perspective but i can rely on the perspective of the word of god so that is going to be the foundation for my life And I will, I mean, I will continue to, as I have already been doing, read a lot of books of people who have also read this word. I also like to read a lot of Bible commentaries and there are a lot of wonderful ones around. Right now, I consult the Bibles that I use the most amplified version for explanation esv for simple english english standard version and then king james for you know I mean, as it was in the beginning yeah <laughs> i wouldn't really get like the old english whatever so i use those three bibles and then i read bible commentaries and i most if i can read anyone really just for you know and those commentaries are really good i got re- recently introduced to new bible commentaries a very big one um, i actually had to buy it on the internet it's an excellent has fantastic commentary I've also read Dick's Bible, you know, so there are, there are many good commentaries out there that are like reading sermons every day. I would recommend every Christian to have a good Bible, but also buy a good Bible that commentary, because it explains a lot of the scriptures. And, and in the explanations, they're not necessarily forming a view. They're just explaining what the verses are saying, and then they're showing you other verses where... They say similar things and then, you know, they tell you, perhaps some, some may even go further and say, this is what a scholar has said, but it's just a commentary based on scripture. So then you then form your view, Holy Spirit helps you, and then you, we all begin to live our life. This is how, you know, things are, that's this is how things are practiced. It's like even when you go to school as well, as a medical doctor, you read, your teachers teach you, you read the journals and the scholar, um, whatever, and then you practice it it is when you practice it that you can actually see that oh yes what this guy said his procedure for surgery is actually correct but if you do not practice it how do you know that this technique of surgery is better than the other how do you know that this treatment works for asthma versus that one how do you know it's just head knowledge but it's true we cannot practice everything overnight but we we have to start from somewhere and as we practice more there's a history of practice. There's a familiarity of practice. There's learnings from practice as well. But the Bible will always be our guide. I am afraid that a lot of us are not practicing the Bible. I myself, I wasn't practicing it. I was just living my life and then using the Bible as a talisman. You know, you know when I get into trouble, I pray. But I wasn't practicing the faith. And I believe that this is why we as Christians are not as impactful as we should be. Because we should be practicing the faith. Because if we are, people will see Christ in us. Our light will be shining and that's why Jesus was talking about taking a light and handi- hiding it under a bushel. and I used to think that that hiding under a bushel was people intentionally doing that but I realize now that there's intentional hiding then there's unintentional hiding it is possible I think I was unintentionally hiding and also intentional to some extent because I wasn't even practicing the word of God I wasn't so how can light shine when out of Darkness or something when it's not present. It was my light was not even on. It was only whenever I needed God that I would just pray, you know. It was it wasn't Christ was not the center of my life. He was just something I I use like makeup when I need it. So that is not Christianity, really. It is not. Christianity is not Sunday, Sunday medicine. It's not going to church. It's not the two hours you spent in church. It's the 24, 7, 7 days a week commitment. It's so much more than, much more. The only way, and that's the thing, it can only be, working with Christ can only be what we need, what it should be when when we have a relationship with His Word. Everything starts with the Word. And it can't be studying the Word because of what I want to get, it has to—it has to be by love. It has to be studying the Word of God because I love the Word of God because I love God. I want to know more about Him. It has to be like that same kind of passion you have when you meet somebody that you feel is the love of your life. That's—that's that's how it has to be. Anything short of that, and I, I now understand why God says it's the greatest commandment because really you can't serve God without loving Him. It's that love that will make you and I. You know, set up our three, our entire lives as a you know, just use it all for him. There's a lot more inside of me that you know I, I, I don't want to say. I think maybe I just need to stop now. But I my prayer is that I will by the time I leave this that God will really say to me, well done, good a faithful servant. Coming to the rest of them, but it's very important extremely important to me, not just for me but for my children as well their children's 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 children until the Lord comes and for as many as in their hearts really desire to know God for who He is I am not interested in this opportunistic service of Christian, this materialistic chasing of wealth I am not interested in it I am not and I will not I will no longer do that as a Christian. I won't. It doesn't mean I've been, like I said, I have needs, I have things, and I will always seek for those things that I need. But I will not make that the center of my life with Christ. I will not. I will not. And God helping me, I will no longer. I did it before. I was living that way. No more thank you very much for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen